Welcome to No Instructions. I'm Bob. And I'm Josh. I heard that last time I was ducking away from the microphone and it was harder to hear me, so... I'm going to be talking like this the entire episode. No, I'm going to back back up a little bit, but I'm going to try to stay in better proximity to the microphone. What's up? How's it going? I am well. How are you? I'm doing very well. I got my first vaccine shot today. Do you feel superhuman? I feel superhuman. I can see through everything. Did you lick a random stranger? (laughs) I licked everybody there. They had this person that we all had to lick, which I thought was gross, (laughs) even for a vaccination station. I'm like, come on, man. Uh, it was cool. It was really cool. I mean, uh, there's something hopeful about it. You know, it's just a little prick and uh, it didn't, I don't know, didn't do anything. But it was a, it was like a hopeful moment. It was cool. Yeah. So I wholeheartedly agree. Yeah. And you didn't have any reaction to yours really, right? Oh, yeah. We haven't, we haven't spoken on the podcast. Last we spoke, I was going to get it. Right. So my arm was like mega sore the next day and a half-ish. But that when I when I was in the army, I got the anthrax vaccine. I don't know if anybody else out there has had to have a two dose anthrax. That hurts so bad. Not and me. the lady was like, "Go outside and like wave your arms like you're an yeah. octopus." And we we're like, "Yeah, okay, I'm super hardcore. I'm not going to do that." <laughs> and then you get it. You're like, "Ah, my arm!" And you see people outside like flailing <laughs> like they're like uh, the inflatable tube man at the nice the furniture store. So I was trying to do that the next day, like purposely try to like move my arms more than I would to, I don't know, help it leave your muscle tissue. But then I, the next day, like I just felt drained. Hmm. Just like not sleepy, didn't feel sick, just like your battery was kind of low. I kind of feel like that a lot. So it'll be interesting to see if if I actually (laughs) noticed that. A new default state. Yeah. Huh. I still feel, feel tired. Um. Well, yeah, I'm excited just that it's moving along. My wife and I both got ours today, which is really cool. It was cool to see the place full. There was a line at the door, you know. I'm glad that the um, mall could be useful again. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Way to go, mall. You know, I was driving past the mall yesterday, and our mall is like every other mall where it's becoming, you know, emptier and emptier and stuff. But I noticed that a lot of malls over the years have updated their look and feel to try to become more current, right? And when you drive by ours, the sign out front on the street, like the the big sign, still has a pink neon square turned at 45 degrees. So it has like this pink neon diamond with the name of the mall right in the middle of it. And I'm pretty sure, not positive, I'm pretty sure that sign has been there since that mall was built when I was a very young child. I wouldn't doubt it. I don't think they've changed it at all, which is, I mean, good for them. It's not helping, I but think good for them. Like a lot of things, eventually that style will be cool again. I think it was cool again, and we've oh. already passed it. <laughs> it's passed its recycle that's, stage. I mean, that's a guess, but yeah, I think that was like the, you know, 15 years ago, and everybody's like, ooh, the 80s are awesome. And then it was gone. <laughs> I don't know. I wonder if. Uh, like mall administrators across the planet watched the last season of Stranger Things, and they're like, "It's our moment, guys. Yeah, this is We're our time. coming back. Call yeah. up Claire's and J.C. Penny and tell them to get ready. We still have a Claire's in our mall. The J.C. Penny's still open. Is it really? Yeah, Sears is I gone. They were all gone. No, Sears yeah. is done though. The Sears is now the empty space that the Halloween store will eventually be during those that month. Actually, our mall, I don't know if you know this or not, our our mall has an extreme cornhole place. <laughs> it does. I saw it, and it also looks sad. I haven't seen I, it. I just saw it on the sign. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you were at the one end of the mall by the 
retro toy store. Yeah. Which Did is you cool. go in there? No, I didn't. I, I kind of wanted they, to. But. I was like, I hope that place survived COVID because that's, I mean, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's a used retro toy store. Super cool. But it's a lot smaller. Mm. They have so much more stuff on display than they used to. They had the He-Man stuff all around the, the top yeah. area. Well, now, like, all of the good stuff is on display. They have some newer toys, which is, I mean, neat. It's good for them. You know, you're focusing on your clientele. But the reason that, like, I would go there, you would go there, is not as large as it was uh, before. Yeah. And they have a lot of the store kind of sectioned off. But there's good stuff back there that you can see. They have huge displays. Huge huh. DC, huge Marvel, huge everything with all the older toys, but you can't buy any of them. Hmm. Well, I know that store originally started because the guy um, who, who started it had, a, <clears throat> excuse me, had a huge He-Man collection, and so that's he like mm-hmm. displayed his stuff along the top. And so when he sold the store, I'm sure like as any collector would, Did he you sell? take all your best. Yeah, it's a different store now. Oh well, there's... instead of Toy Fever, it's like. Toy Planet, or maybe it's vice versa. I don't know. Oh, but I didn't know that it was sold. It, it was sold. Like I got mm. an email from them when they sold it. Oh, saying like <laughs> your gift cards are toast or whatever. I don't remember no. what the email said, but um. So last week we talked about Lego for a long time, and it dawned on me a couple days ago that I was not building a Lego set while we were talking about how awesome Lego is. Mm. I was building a Bandai set. So today I'm starting on the medieval blacksmith shop. So Lego Ideas set. We should say the numbers. We never do that. Mm-mm. Number 21, 3, 2, 5. Yep. 2, 1, 3, 2, 5. I don't know how you're supposed to format well, those numbers. actual swords. Those are good-looking swords. Yeah. Sorry. Those there's, were good-looking swords, people, in the microphone. There's, uh, there's lots of stuff. Now, there's there is a lighting and... kit for this set. I don't, I don't know if you've ever added a lighting kit to a Lego set before. I have not. Um, it exists. Hmm. It makes it look really cool. Hmm. It's kind of fun. I mean, you saw me put together yeah. the one for the the Land Cruiser. I don't know if building a set with the lighting kit together is beneficial because they're meant to be added after the fact. Yeah. So I don't know how beneficial that would be during the building process. Hmm. But this is a cool set. This is cool. It has a light brick, but not a full mm-hmm. lighting thing. For the forge. Sure. See, those are cool looking swords. Those aren't regular Lego swords. Those are dope swords. They are, yeah, they're different. There's more detail to them. Mm-hmm. And there's the armor that is going to be smithed at this mm-hmm. place is a bit different than the old ones, which is pretty cool. Um, I noticed something interesting on this box. This is not at all, a, it is a commentary, I guess, but it's a cool commentary. So if you look at the minifigs on the side of this box that are included with this, you have the horse, good old, good old horsey. Then you have two male and two female mm-hmm. minifigs. Which yep. is cool. And a wolf. The the knights, you have one male knight and one female knight. Then the blacksmith is a big old bushy bearded man. Mm-hmm. And then the other female is an archer. And she has like so a, she's a, a bow and arrow type person hmm. there. The thing I think is kind of cool about this is that they didn't fall into the tropes of like, here's a bunch of dude knights. I don't remember historically there ever being a woman knight. I'm sure there probably were. I just don't know the, the names of them. Joan, Joan of, Arc, of Arc. I guess. Um, there was probably some other one than Joan of Arc. But I, I think it's kind of cool that they took the time to just switch that up and just make it like one of each. Cool. That's not hard. You know, and they left it ambiguous because like, I would imagine that if this were a, a set made for our generation, it would be the blacksmith and the blacksmith's wife. Right. She would be in a maiden outfit. Yeah, she would right. have like a... Right. 
I don't know, a pie or something. Yeah, exactly. Stereotypical. The reason that stuck out to me is because I follow this Lego um, Instagram account. It's not by Lego, but it's like a another company that shows off custom, you know, my own creation type sets. And one of the complaints of a new set of Ninjago toys was that these native characters, their costume, I don't, I don't know the story behind the characters or any of that stuff, but this one post, they were kind of upset with Lego because these, these indigenous people groups were being, the minifigs had a lot of like bared teeth and looked very primitive. Now, I get the idea here. The, their, their problem was with the portrayal of indigenous people as primitives. Okay, yep. Okay, and that, that is yeah, a problem. That's a problem. But they were projecting that onto <laughs> like a group of people that don't exist. Cartoony In superheroes? a cartoon. Yeah, I mean, it's not like they were like the Aztecs. You know, they weren't picking a, a named group, an actual human group. And displaying them in a certain way, it was just a general. Like I said, I don't know the story behind the characters or anything, but they're not on Earth. They're in Ninjago or wherever. Um, and so it, it, I, I don't. Like I guess I don't have a commentary on that, but it just was interesting to me that somebody took that much issue with the dressings of a minifig, which doesn't specifically represent anyone. But it made me think about like, oh, yeah, people are paying attention to all sorts of stuff because it applies to them. That doesn't apply to me. So it's not like a big thing. Like I wouldn't have picked up on that. Boo me, I guess. But it's cool that somebody that made enough effect on somebody that it matters and that they call them out for it. So anyway, just that made me notice the minifigs that came with this set. And I think I respect Lego enough to think that they actually put a good amount of thought into uh, the inclusion of stuff like that. Now, I don't remember the original artist's minifig selection because this is an idea set. So an mm. idea set, it, it was it's crowdsourced. So there is a person like you and I and like you and I, listener who likes building Lego and they... I mean, cooler than you and I, let's be honest. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of bags in here. Go ahead. But they created this. They put it up on the Lego idea set. At least 10,000 people voted for it, upvoted it. And then Lego goes through a selection process and they choose to create it. And so then it goes through another round of kind of like Lego designer uh, iterations. And so, and now it has come to its final form. So it is somebody's artistic work that has been Legoized. Some of them are pretty one for one, like the Wally idea set was one for one, but this one wasn't because the roof pattern on the original idea set. Have, did you see it? No, I don't think it I is like vibrantly tiled and like sloped and looks so cool. Not that this doesn't look cool, but like the original one is it's like the movie in the book kind of thing. Oh, right. They're like, I, you know, the Lego thing. I like the movie, but the book is so much better. But I don't remember what the original artist, if that was his intention to like add you know, or her. It was a guy. Oh, all right. He could, yeah, <laughs> whatever. It was a guy. Um, I don't know if he chose those on purpose or if that was a Lego inclusion. Yeah. But either way, like I dig it. I mean, it's a cool set. I'm looking forward to it. So when I, I, I'm gonna make a lot of noise just for a second. Okay. okay? Ready? Okay. Here we go. Ready? That was far more than I needed to make. It was just for effect. Longer. Okay. Go for also it. Also longer than a second. Um. <laughs> 
But I like most parents like tell my kids bedtime stories or my daughter in particular. Sorry. And I created these characters for my daughter's bedtime stories. Hmm. Called the uh, Joan and Shadow. Joan is a she's a warrior she was a warrior princess, but now she's a warrior queen of this like mythical land and she has her horse, her like sidekick shenanigans oh. horse. Yeah, see there is. Oh yeah, so right there. Just so you know, on the inside we of these Lego the ideas sets, it shows the creator and the original model. In so. many languages. Yeah. Yeah, it's like 25 pages of the same thing. Yep. Or two pages in this case. Anyway. And so I tried to find a story. Like, she watches, like, the Barbie cartoon. And hooray, like, I'm a modern dad that's like, oh, I'm not going to, my daughter's not going to wear pink and be some stereotypical girl. She's going to be a mighty, take care of herself. And sure, she still dresses in pink all the time and loves super girly things. But she also loves the fact that... I have tried to place in her head that she is a warrior. Hmm. And so the stories that I tell her are all based on this queen, Joan, who is a very just leader, and she goes out to different lands. She takes care of her people. She takes care of her, her the stuff that she has and her horse. And it's it's a fun little thing that she has. She always wants to hear, like, a shadow story, and then it always has, like, a, a very empowering kind of message, as best that I can make as a, as a father. But... Early on, I wanted to establish her association with, like, strong, independent, holding their own, I need no one, I want people to be around me, I need no one kind of, like, female characters. And I'm sure there are some, uh, you know, very popular Wonder Woman and things come to mind, but she's in a DC universe and their movies suck, so she's not going to watch those. Um. But like not the Harley Quinn kind of what it, like I don't know that like, character yeah we should talk about Harley Quinn at some point not right now proceed I don't find Harley Quinn appealing at all in any Me way either. shape or form <laughs> disgusting so <laughs> if if I, I guess there's like if there was a, a women of Lord of the Rings or like a the Tolkien women T-shirt they don't make those kind of Barbie dolls they make Harley Quinn like gigantic eyeballed short short Barbie dolls. <laughs> So, like, when we watch Lord of the Rings, and there's there's Eowyn, and I'm like, yeah, you see her? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, that's like Queen Joan right there. Hmm. That's who she is. Except Queen Joan has brown hair, like my daughter. And so the whole time, like, she is into Lord of the Rings, because it's fun, but anytime she sees, like, Eowyn or Arwen, like, with the, the sword standing up to the Nazgul, I'm like, she's about to lay down some warrior princess, like, <laughs> butt whooping right now. She's like, oh, yeah. So that's awesome. It's cool. Not just because of like, oh, this is a PC culture, blah, blah, blah. It is cool as a an adult fan of Lego. Man, I can show my daughter like the smallest little things in a cool looking set. There is a girl character with a bow and arrow. She's either going to go lay a hurting on somebody or she's going to provide for herself and the people around her. Right. Both of those positive association. A girl character with a bow in a Lego set. Seems like a tiny thing. All in all, probably not the most important like thing to make sure you include but it has ramifications yeah and i think it's easy to say like maybe something like that wouldn't make a difference in your daughter's life and it may not but it also is not going to hurt to make the tiny bit of extra effort to just include those things to not typecast any person as like this is this is the thing that you're always going to be look at all the examples right like you can vary that up maybe not every time but like sometimes it's super easy to do i think uh, there is a difference between like the 
doing things just for the sake of like PC-ness and then also doing things for fairness and just for like making it interesting to more people, you know? There's, yep. Those are not necessarily in opposition. And like you were saying, we won't have a time machine to go back and see if there were women knights. What yeah. I know of the culture of the day, very patriarchal. I imagine that there weren't, but that's yeah. based on absolutely no research. Right. So for to someone to go like, oh, well, they're just including that for this reason. There were no women knights. I, mean, I don't know. It doesn't matter. It honestly doesn't matter. These are not historical representations of actual people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. Um, That's Eleanor of the Aquitaine. She was a real person. We all remember her, don't we, avid listeners? I have a question. How did you get the name Joan for your character? I don't really remember. I know it's your mom's name, but that wasn't like an immediate association. Yeah. I didn't know if it was from anyone. I didn't think it was from my mom, but I didn't know if there was a a person that you, you know, associated with or anything. No, I, I like to tell stories to my daughter. Like I said, especially ones to like, that are empowering, but... I don't know. I, I really like coming up with kid stories. I made my mom used to tell this story. I don't know if I've told it on here about the tooth fairy. Can I tell you about this? I don't think so. So she used to tell us, she used to write a lot of poems and things, but she would tell the story about her mother who passed away the year before I was born from a car accident. And so she would tell me this story that her mother, it was the tooth fairy. But the tooth fairy is not just some like, fluttery little thing like it's a it's a duty it's a task it is something you are bestowed upon because when you die and you go to heaven you don't become an angel like angels are angels and so mm. when i was a kid i was like oh people don't become angels and she's like no that's not what the bible says you're not an angel yeah angels already exist and she's like and angels are too busy to become silly things like tooth fairies so as a way for like, again it's a story it's not based in any kind of like dogma or anything but like her her mother who passed away could come down and, and see her grandkids as a tooth fairy. And so like when I would leave a tooth under the pillow for the tooth fairy, it was always like, Oh, it's my mom's mom. Hmm. And so my mom passed away before my three kids were born. So they see pictures of, and I tell them stories all the time. And so like, I kept that going. So when my first son lost his tooth, I was like, Oh man, this is my, it's not the stinky sock fairy. Like you guys have <laughs> dirty sock, fairy. dirty sock fairy. Sorry. It was like, here's my chance to try to keep that story going. But then my mom made it like a the, the stereotypical tooth fairy kind of ideology and imagery. I'm like, well, my mom was way cooler than that. So the tooth fairy wears uh, high-waisted mom jeans and a kiss t-shirt. <laughs> and I told my oldest son, and uh, I guess we don't do Santa or the Easter Bunny. So this is the one thing that like he kind of believes may be true but is not true and i think i've talked about it but i was like okay so now that you have your tooth i was like you put it under there and i told him the story i'm like so when you see my mom and she comes and she gives you my mom used to give us uh, like 50 cent pieces and like coins but like coins that weren't just like quarters yeah half dollars or dollar coins or whatever i was like tell her i said hi i was like tell her i miss her and i said hi i was like if you guys have a conversation that'll be just between the two of you um and he just like he got really happy about it and so like i just did that so hmm. that's a story I tell my kids that my mom is the tooth fairy. That's pretty awesome. And I always imagined like writing a kid's book about this, like to help kids kind of deal with loss of like a grandparent or like an extended family member. But then like in the, in the cartoon, the tooth fairy being angry that they had to wear this frilly pink dress and like hanging it up or throwing it in a thing and putting on high waisted mom jeans and a kiss t-shirt. 
I always thought was just like way more fun imagery of the Tooth Fairy. So that's a story. And then hmm. the Joan and Shadow thing. Joan lives in like a very modest house that gets visited by a bunch of like emperors and things from surrounding kingdoms. And then they get into shenanigans or there's like a disagreement in the town that she goes in. She established the very first library in her town because she goes to all of the different kingdoms to go like make peace treaties. And then she gets elements of their culture and brings it back and they create a library. And then one of the town's lady wanted to, to be the curator of the library. So it's, I don't know. It's this whole thing. That's that awesome. That's very cool. We uh, our stories are far less um, inspirational. <laughs> Ours are like, let's think of the absolute weirdest story we can possibly come up with. We haven't done this in a long time, but when the kids were younger, Jenny and I would take turns, and Jenny is way better at it than I am. I will say, she will just like say, "Tell me an animal," or some, "Tell me a, a job or a color or whatever." And the kids would just give her a scrap, and then she would just start building the story. And yeah. there's no, like, let me sit here and think about it. It's just stream of consciousness, just one yep. thing to another. And it just goes on and on and gets crazier and crazier. And I remember several times me being like, oh, man, I got to record this. Like, we got to write this stuff down. <laughs> it is so bizarre and so hilarious that either they will love it later or we can be billionaires from selling books about this stuff. And I never did. So. Okay. Do you have a list? Of ridiculous things that your kids say or that you or your wife says. Um, we have one, an inner office quote book yeah. for silly and inappropriate things that we randomly hear out of context and we write them down. But do you have one for your family? No, I remember you talking about that you have this and I've always thought about it, but I no, I don't have it in, collated in one place. It makes me so happy that I have this running list of ridiculous things since my kids were super small. They're not, they're not grown by any means. But just like things that they don't realize they said in a weird way or things that like my wife has said in like heated parenting anger <laughs> that <laughs> if you were to recite it without like a date time stamp, you would like, I never said that. That's terrible. You're like, eh, actually, <laughs> exhibit A proves otherwise. But every time I read one, I have to read all of them. And it mm. is just a solid laugh fest every time. That's awesome. Yeah, that was one of those things I never really started. I started Twitter accounts for my kids and then ended up posting some of the funny, they were like hidden accounts, and started posting some of the funny things they said there. But then I, you know, as they got older and I got busier, I didn't keep up with it uh, well enough. But so. Yeah, this one's just for me point, because I envision getting a lot of revenge on them one day <laughs> for all of the like woes that I've had to go That's through. That's the spirit. Yeah. I imagine the their their wedding reception. Oh, yeah. In That's my head one. is the proper venue for that just swift, ridiculous retribution for all of this stuff. You're surrounded by your closest friends, family. It's gonna be great. <laughs> and it will be it will be a monumentous day. And I think I envision like doing my dad's speech and just reading those. Yeah, I didn't prepare anything, and but then, I happen to have this. And then screaming that I don't like any of the food, and I'm not going to eat any of the food, and then pitching a fit about I hate the music, and why'd you make me wear this suit? And, oh yeah, it's coming. They're going to get theirs. <laughs> so you're just saving it up to be the child yep. to them. Wow, that's that's super mature. Sure am. Super mature. Oh, that's fine. I I will openly admit <laughs> that it is petty, it is bitter, 
<laughs> and it is the wrong example to set. But you know what? Every parent, you, you figure parenting out day by day. That's true. There's no rule book, man. I'm not planning on realizing this is a bad idea until after I do it. <laughs> I've got three opportunities. If I get it wrong on the first one, and if I really feel like it's that terrible, then I can I can give up. I can quit at any time. <laughs> I just choose not to because they had it coming the whole time. That's pretty funny. Um, so we did not talk about Falcon and the Winter Soldier last time. No, let's. Would you like to? I would. Okay. Go. This is uh, currently there's three episodes out. Yes, okay. that is correct. As of today, there is we've an only episode seen three. tomorrow. Yes. No, not tomorrow. What day is now? Today's, you got me so all backwards. Yeah, man. Sorry. It's not Friday. This is a different day. Um, it is today is Wednesday. Sure. It's unsubstantiated at this point, but sure, we'll, we'll agree that. <laughs> Let's pretend. Um, so we're three episodes in. And I will preface my opinion that I had this opinion even before I figured out that the season is only six episodes. Yeah. So it's half over, which only made me dig my heels deeper into the opinion that I have. That I think it's boring. Um, I'm not really engaged with any of the characters. Uh, I think the plot is dragging. I'm confused as to who is a bad guy and why they are a bad guy. And if that's all intentional and I'm just part of the masses, then hooray. You know, it's we we talked about like Thanos being a, a character that is a is a bad guy, air quotes. But on some levels, you could empathize with it. And then that made you have your own internal struggle. This the the bad guys. I, I can't tell who they are. Yeah. And so in that, everybody seems like a bad guy in that they're not doing anything good or trying to see. I mean, Sam and Bucky seem to be doing good. Underbite Captain America and his other friend are, I guess, trying to do. I, I don't know. So I'm I'm. I'm confused as to who I'm supposed to be rooting for and why. And the story in itself is not presenting anybody compelling enough for me to root for. Hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I agree with all that. I do think there's there's the part of me that likes Marvel enough that I hope and am leaning on the fact that there's something bigger, like there's some sort of a real a reveal that's going to kind of no, no, not like that, but like okay. solidify who the bad guy is, why they're bad, wh where it's going. Because I feel the same thing. It's like a jumble of characters, and I don't understand anybody's motivation mm -hmm. very much. What it feels like to me was that somebody had a movie script, and they were like, you know, we have this movie idea where these guys have to team up because there's a new Captain America, and he's not good, and we've got to figure out how for them to get control of the shield and control of the moniker and control of that stuff back to the Avengers, to the place where it should be, to it be this kind of separate whatever. So somebody had this short movie idea, and then they were like, well, we're going to streaming. So we should take that idea and pump it full of a bunch of other motivations that are not really fully realized so that we can stretch it into a short series. They're like, maybe we should do a full series. And then they got halfway through it and they were like, eh, I don't think there's quite enough here. Let's just short it down to a limited six. But it feels like they took a movie idea and puffed it up. 
and added a bunch of stuff that really didn't need to be there. And in the process, lost the, like, marvelness of it, you know? And maybe I, I kind of felt the same way with WandaVision, though, even though I liked it and I loved, like, what they were doing visually. About halfway through, I'm like, when is this going to, like, turn into a thing? And then it paid off yep. big time. It did. So I think the the Marvel fan in me is hoping that there's this next... We're at the halfway point, so... You know, this next uh, episode will be the we got over the top of the hill and now we're on the way down and it's all going to be faster and more direct and more intense and more, you know, closer to like some sort of a purposeful end. But I don't know. I I really hope they don't miss it completely because that's it feels like they're headed towards missing it, which would be a big bummer because not every Marvel stuff thing has been perfect by any means, but you've got... Only a couple like big misses. Everything else has been, I mean, good, you know, yeah. if not really good. So I don't know. I like the idea that that I think those two in particular are in a a pseudo buddy comedy. I think their chemistry right. on screen works really well. I think the idea that they had to go to therapy together so that they could forgive each other, like okay. Sure. I mean, that's an interesting storyline because while they are superheroes, they're still people and they still have conflict. But like every episode, they seem to rehash the like, this is your fault because you gave up the thing. And it's just that seems to be the underlying like point. Yeah. Uh, I saw some stuff on Twitter where there were people that were irritated that there are like very overt, like racial undertones like, well, kind of good. I mean, like, he's a, a a black superhero. And if this is trying to mimic the real world, I bet a black superhero would have a lot of, like, hard times in the real world when he takes that suit off. So, to me, like, that was an interesting dynamic that I didn't think about. And then I saw people online that were upset with it. Really? We talked about the language. Mm-hmm. And because it's so short that, yeah, I, as a father of three young kids that like to watch Marvel stuff, yeah, it is kind of in your face, the language, and sometimes, like, not really necessary. But I think those ancillary things aside, like, being entertained in the moment with, like, what I'm looking at, like, sure, but I I have no through line. And I don't know if comparing it to WandaVision is fair to one or the other. Yeah, that's true. But WandaVision, being confusing, was confusing enough to go, like, this is so strange. There has to be a hook, like a crazy hook. Yeah. To where this just seems like, ooh. You know when, this is, it is a Disney. I think I might have just figured it out. Mm, okay. You saw Aladdin, the cartoon version of Aladdin, right? Yes. Solid movie. Yep. Did you see Aladdin 2, The Curse of Jafar? <laughs> I don't believe so. Is this the Aladdin 2 Curse of Jafar version of Winter Soldier? The direct-to-video sequel to, I think, one of the best MCU movies. That's what it feels like to me. Hmm. They brought some of the characters back. They're introducing other characters. Here's Zemo. In the comic books, Baron Zemo is a bad guy. Now, he's a guy that was arrested, but is a good guy to a point... I think he ended up being dancing in a club. I think that was really stupid. I think he ended up being a good guy at some point in the comics. So I think they're trying to like 
make you know how like they'll take a comic storyline and they almost follow it but then they're just like eh, maybe we pull a little bit of this over here it feels like that's getting harder for marvel to do and so they're just like i'm going to take this little piece from way over there and this little piece from way over there because somebody will latch onto those things even though they don't really have anything to do with each other that might be where zemo's coming in I don't know. It's like so hard to say because it's like we stopped in the middle of a movie and are complaining about it. That's what it true. feels like. You know this what I mean? True, it feels right? like that's not fair to them. I, I get that. But I think yeah. my yeah. point is that I feel <laughs> like a therapy session. Yeah. <laughs> um, when you do this, I feel I enjoy movies. I enjoy TV shows yeah. because they are entertaining. And when they're not entertaining, I don't want to give up on them, but I do default to it is your job to be entertaining. I, I don't want hmm. to trudge through a thing. Yeah. Uh, in a series, like in a movie, I get the story arc. I completely get it. Sam is having a hard time, even though he is a superhero, to you know have like funds available. He gets turned down by the bank and all that. Like that is is a compelling story arc. You know I. Bucky seems to not age, even though they found another guy who was a super soldier who went through uh, a lot of, uh, like, terrible things because he was black and he was not Captain America. Uh, him trying to, like, date and make amends. Like, I think all of those things as extensions of those characters are great. And then now they're in this weird, like, we have to track down the serum thing. And we have to... You're not going to get the shield back because you gave the shield up and I'm mad at you about it, but let's go track down the serum because we're contractors for the government. And so that's where it gets kind of weird. It's like, well, you're on parallel tracks and it seems like there are people that are trying to do the same. They're, they're on the same mission path. Yeah. To find the bad guys, these, these flag smashers. So it's like, okay, flag smashers. They wear these masks. That seems like a bad guy. It's like, ooh, but is it a bad guy? Because yeah. now are they like a Robin, There's... a gang of superhuman <laughs> yeah. Robin Hoods? Yeah. I'm like, okay. I I guess. I guess the one thing there is that there was some confusion in the last episode when like the dude, well, I don't know any of their names, the long-haired dude, flag smasher guy was like, cool, well, we got what we came for. And then the building blows up. And he's yeah, like, and then she like killed what? all the people. Yeah. And then she, so within their little bad organization, there is some like misunderstanding about to like, what is it exactly we're doing? Maybe that will come up. I, I don't know. But then there's the, the new like faceless person. What was that character? We talked the, about it the other day. The power broker. The power broker. Yes. Ooh. Okay. Do you think it's Sharon? Probably, hmm. because she talked about selling stuff. Maybe that was a redirect. In the comic books, it was a person, and then somebody else assumed that role. So there's oh, that. Maybe she took it over from somebody else then. Yeah. Hmm. I'm not like, I didn't get into Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. because it seemed like, like a government agency that worked alongside of superheroes, which is what it was. But the people who were not superheroes had like this superhumany. everybody is a Tom Clancy character, like a, a set of abilities. And I'm like, well, let the, there's superheroes and then there's everybody else. That's, that's why they're superheroes. There's a dichotomy. And I think the MCU has done a really good job thus far of like superheroes 
save the day and they do superhero type things. And then there's the police that stand around or the military that are there to supplement. And often they bumble around and they do completely dumb things. And then the superheroes come and save the day. So the new Captain America or the, um, what's he called? American Patriot. Uh, U.S. agent. He had a couple different names. But he, yeah, he eventually became the U.S. agent. That like his backstory in the comics is different from his backstory in the TV show, but in the TV mm. show, they make him out to be this like massively awesome boy scout of the, the group of soldiers. He rose all the way to the top and became the best of the best. And now he's a thing. And right. then Lone Star, the guy who's with him in Battlestar, the, Battlestar, whatever. Lone Star was a cartoon back in the day. Battlestar, which I think in the TV show was kind of clever because he's like a sergeant major and a sergeant major has a star and a thing. But like, you don't dress like that. Your hair is out of rags. Your, ooh, it's a light up, light up brick. My light up brick. Anthony's not paying attention, so he's not switching camera. I don't know. It seems like they're pegging him to be the bad guy. I feel bad for that actor because I I read that he's like getting death threats from super fans because he's <laughs> how ridiculous like, is that? Come on, people. They're so ingrained in the show that they feel like he should not be worthy of carrying the the shield. Yeah, but, too far. I don't know. Yeah, I agree that it is like we are critiquing a movie at the intermission. But if we walked outside during the intermission to like go get a drink and there was like literally anything else going on outside, I don't know if I would come back in for the remainder of the show. Hmm. Yeah, it's fair enough. I mean, it, it the gap, the weekly gap in between shows is cool. I'm glad that they're doing that again. But this is a case where that could backfire on them. Because if you can't immediately turn around and be like, well, I want this some clarity here. I want some next whatever. You got to wait a week and then you're like, eh, I don't know if I really care anymore. Yeah. You know, My could- endurance for this show, even WandaVision, in the, the oddity that it was, and it was not comic book related they did a, a wonderful job with sprinkling in enough of a like the break in in the strangeness yeah to let you know there was more going on in the background that you were not privy to yet right and so this is just like it's a it's a superhero movie broken up into six parts throughout two months right but i think it's expanded so much in that that time that it is not doing a good job of being the superhero movie that it would have been if it were just a superhero movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's inflated. And I think confused because of that. But all right. So uh, what do you hope to come out of it? Do you have any, 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 like, I want this show to do these things in the next three episodes. I don't want them to end on a cliffhanger because that is going to be the nail in the coffin for me. Like you said, I'm I'm being drug along with a, a, a super thin leash right now. Right. If they try to end it on a cliffhanger, then I don't care. I the last episode they hinted that um, one of uh, the Wakandan soldiers is is popping up. Oh yeah. So like that adds a, a little bit of intrigue, but like. I think that there was enough density of character and density (laughs) of plots, even though the plots were not super captivating. I was hoping they were going to flesh out what was already existing in the episodes. And they're like, oh, we're going to add more. Yeah. Like, okay, but if you're here, please be part of the solution. Right. 
Like, don't just add to it. Don't just like, and then this person showed up. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, like, like do, do something with this, please. Yeah, I don't know where they're going to go with that. I don't know where... Um... Oh, Wakanda's got well, eyes Wakanda's... And everywhere, and this is where they, yeah, but... they've been tracking the whatever guy in the serum for the longest... Sure. Okay. I don't know. Hmm. Well, I hope that they can get rid of the Flag Smasher thing and let Zemo... By the end of this series, and let Zemo be an evil again. I think he's a pretty good villain. I think he could be um, another good kind of long-term Marvel villain. Mm-hmm. He's no Thanos or anything, but like he's got a... A motivation and a subtlety that he could destroy some stuff from the inside. Obviously, he broke up the Avengers, so he can do that. Now, in, but in the comic books, he attempted to do that again. But that's so much more interesting to me than, like, here's a bunch of kids who are orphans, and they just want the world to go back to the way it was for some reason. Yeah. It, like, that's not going to carry, I don't think. So that, hopefully, will get wrapped up by the end of the thing. He'll go back to being a bad guy. He'll get, maybe not, not slip away, but he'll get out on some claws you know what i mean like he'll like they'll have to release him or something i, I don't know i don't well, know they've done a bang up job looking for him thus far <laughs> like i know i have to suspend belief for things it's it's a it's a silly movie it's a comic book movie or tv show or whatever but like let's break you out of the most maximum security prison in all of europe you know like okay well nobody will look at me at the airport where my airplane is or like yeah. track down the places that I would <laughs> totally go. Yeah, it's like he's rich. That plane is his. They have to he ask didn't for rent like it. clearance for that from the airport. And they're like, oh. Not if you own the airport. But he doesn't. Like, I don't know. I don't know either. But okay. <laughs> there's there's so much like, okay, I'll suspend belief for this plot point. And then it's like, well, why did they do that? I don't get why they did that. Or it's not, maybe I'm just dumb. And no. I just don't know, or I'm not deep. in like, I try to think if if Matt Whitman were sitting here watching the show with us, mm. like, would he see more about those characters, about their motivations? And as much as he dissects and just internalizes a story, and I'm like, maybe I'm just stupid and I'm just not getting it, or I'm on my phone too much because they're not captivating me enough. Hmm. Like, maybe I should stop. And so for this third episode, I put it all away. I'm like, pay attention. And it's even good. with what I knew, I was like, uh, this is not that good. Yeah. How about Zemo should, should dance more? <laughs> I wanted to see I wanted to see the black suit of Peter Parker in the background too, <laughs> getting down. Oh man, that would have been hilarious. <laughs> it was funny when that scene started and like you could hear the, the club music and it was going to this club, Jenny goes, Is this gonna be appropriate for the kids? I have no idea. I don't know what's coming next. This is totally out of character for like, like what the show has been so far. I don't, are they going to, are they going into like a Coke den? Like, mm-hmm. what is this? Yeah, I don't know what, and that was weird. It's a pirate club. That was the first time in a Marvel movie or a Marvel thing where I just didn't know from an appropriate no. standpoint. They're going into a strip club? Or? Like, yeah, what is this? Like, what are we about to see here? Do we need to vet this thing? And I don't typically feel that. I mean, our kids have seen every Marvel thing, except for, like, the Legion and stuff like that, like the TV shows on the different networks. Like, And I, I guess any of the TV shows they haven't really seen. Ooh. But I think that's what it is. What? They're guilty by association. I said I, it's not fair to compare them to WandaVision. I have Daredevil 
I have daredevil expectations of, of things. Mm. Yep. WandaVision was so completely out of the norm, I could not compare it to anything else I had seen in the MCU, of which I'm a huge fan. This is a buddy comedy standalone miniseries style that goes deep into additional comic book lore. Daredevil on Netflix is that. They won. Daredevil was so good. They super won. And the whole time I was thinking, like, I really wish Punisher would show up. Because there is a through line of some of the people that they interact with, with Punisher and with Ghost Rider. Um, Zemu and the character. I did the model on this show where I painted up the War Machine model with, like, the Punisher stuff. Like, yeah. Zemu put all that in, in place. Like, oh, really? Like, okay. the bad guy. And I'm like, that would be dope if that happened. And I don't want to be that person that's like, you should do my storyline because it's cooler. <laughs> But, but but you are. <laughs> no, just kidding. I'm joking. <laughs> I wanted to turn that off and rewatch Daredevil. Yeah, but I don't know if I can anymore because I think Disney killed it from no no that's from there. Netflix. Is it still on oh, Netflix? Yeah, still okay, there. Netflix owns those shows. That's like, what I want. Not that I want to see. Give me what I want. But you did it so well. Yeah. On Daredevil. That like while these guys are big name MCU hooray characters and they're I think they're trying to be gritty. And they're trying to be not so like flashing, like we say the S word a whole bunch of times because we're like grown up and <laughs> just free. <laughs> just like yeah, yeah. Daredevil was cool. I liked Daredevil. I, I don't like this. I want to go watch that instead. I we were talking about Daredevil recently, and I was just saying how telling Jenny that I would like to rewatch those because it is excellent. It's just an excellent show. Um. All right, so we'll we'll have to reconvene after the following few episodes to see if it if it pays off. I really hope that it will, and I really hope that there's something good in this last half that will make well, it. Well, what are you hoping worthwhile. that it's going to lead to? Like, do you think it's going to add additional stuff to the next Avengers movie, like Avengers Five? Because WandaVision kind of didn't, other than it like it brought about the the White Vision. Well, it took her to a whole different place, and we don't know whether she is good, if she is bad, if she is yeah. still broken, if she is better. She's um, out on the farm hanging out. Yeah, but she's also like, you so know. So did the Unabomber. <laughs> she's also like studying some Doctor Strange level stuff, but she has a whole different set of powers on top of him. So she, she could potentially be set up as the biggest bad ever. If they decided to take it that way, I don't think. But they she's are. got another movie coming up. She's already slotted. I don't know if Falcon or the Winter Soldier are pegged to be in any of the upcoming released. And I think films. they haven't said that because something in this series will play that out. Mm. Because if they announced, you know, like Winter Soldier two or whatever, you know that he survives, or you know that True. he stays Winter Soldier or whatever, they're not going to announce Captain America four with Sam as Captain America because that would just fix the end of this show. I think COVID really threw them for a marketing loop when they had to keep the mm. order of some of these things so that they sequentially work, but they also reveal each other. And so they couldn't just like, even though show one is finished, we can't show it because unless show two is ready to go, then we can't, you know, like we can't put one before the other and whatever. So I think that really huh. messed them up. Um, then I wonder if, well, no, because Scarlet, no. Because mm. I'm pretty sure, I'm not positive about this, I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier wrapped shooting before WandaVision. 
And so theoretically, it would have been finished before WandaVision, but they couldn't release it because of... Remember, they had to stop filming because they were in the Dominican Republic, I believe, for quite a bit of it. Yeah. And they had to stop. I may have that backwards. I don't remember what the deal was. But so I hope my my ideal... I don't have any attachment to Zemo, Falcon. I mean, they're cool characters, but I don't have any history with them. Winter Soldier, I think, is a super cool, complex character that should be carried forward and he should continue evolve to evolve into something else because he's tortured. He's got uh, sincerity around the stuff that he does. He wants to do the right thing, but he's still dealing with the consequences of his past. And I think that's good. I think that could make for a really interesting going forward. Falcon is like... I've uh, never really liked his I don't character. know. I mean, he's fine. He's just like... He can't get alone. But that seems like the biggest problem he has. His problem is, is I feel bad for him. Right. And I don't want to feel bad for a superhero. Well, but I guess that's yeah. an interesting way to take it. But right. like as a white guy, I feel weird watching a show where I'm seeing a black superhero be oppressed. And I'm like, that's terrible, but there's nothing I can do about it. But then I feel bad for him that he has to go through this. And so that mm. like takes his superhero status down because I can see that he, even though he may be able to, use the cool wings that he got somewhere to, to like beat bad guys. He still has his everyday problems and that can make him relatable. But honestly, it just makes me feel sad for him. Yeah. And I think that's his biggest hurdle as a superhero. I don't think he's everyday problems. He's not really terrible. He's not really a superhero though. He's not though. He's but a I pilot. Mean, neither is Batman. Uh, he's a super detective. Well, he's yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I, I get what you're saying. But he's not, he doesn't have the superpower, uh, I guess Batman doesn't either, neither does Tony Stark, no, of, yeah, of yeah. the thing that is, you know, like, that really makes you superhuman. Mm-hmm. He's just, that's, that's a good way to put it. He's not superhuman. He's not superhuman. Um, Winter Soldier is, and he didn't want to be, and I think that is pretty awesome. He didn't sign up. Yeah. Right. That's that's a good story arc too. And I think he I think they have a lot of room. They could do really good stuff with him story-wise. I think he's the most interesting thing in the show that can come out of the other end of it. So, my hope, and this will not happen, my hope is that Sam will realize his non-superhumanness and give up the shield once he gets it back, give it to Bucky and say like I want to be the Falcon to your Captain America rather than trying to be Captain America because I am not superhuman and we need a superhuman. That's what I hope, because I want to see... I don't know if that would fly in today's society. I don't think it would, and I think it would be a very, like, I'm, instead of putting the person of color on top, they're always going to be second fiddle to the white, and I get that that's a problem. Like, I'm not trying to diminish that. I'm just saying from a character perspective, you take the racial stuff out of it completely, I think the Winter Soldier character is cooler and better and has more room has a longer runway. And so I would like to see that person be the one that is both revered by a nation and by a group of superheroes, but still broken and busted. Yeah. Uh, Steve was like perfect. He didn't have any, ba- I mean, other than like all my friends are dead. He didn't have any baggage. He didn't have like any addictions. He didn't have mm-hmm. any things that he was fighting with. It was just like, well, I'm out of place. Like, cause I don't like the music here and stuff. And Bucky's got, Man, he's got all sorts of problems, and he's still dealing with them. But having that with the 
I'm at least going to take charge of the thing with my best friend. I'm going to take over. I'm going to pick up the gauntlet. I'm going to go do the work that he didn't get to complete while dealing with my own stuff. That's far more interesting. So that's how I hope it ends up. But yeah, you're right. I don't know if that would fly. Yeah, I definitely don't think that would fly. That's where I hope it goes. And maybe it'll be something totally different. Maybe maybe Sharon will become Captain America. I don't know. Maybe Zemo will become Captain America. Red Skull became Captain America. Really? Yep. Hmm. I didn't read enough Marvel comics. Yeah. I was like a DC kid. Uh, the the great value Captain America in the comic <laughs> books. I don't know if this is a spoiler for people because I'm not sure if it happens in the show. Title. But Bobo Captain America gets captured by the Flag Smashers. Oh, I think that's going to happen this episode. I think they're going to take the shield, and yeah. they're going to have it, and Ooh. whatever motivations that they have, because I don't can't have I can't seem to find any. They're either going to destroy it, or they're going to use it to to do whatever, and that is going to motivate either Sam or Bucky to like kick it into gear. Hmm. They're like, okay, we may have been okay with Tastios over there holding the shield. But when the bad guys have it, now it's a symbol that yeah. is completely the opposite of what we stand for. Now it's time to go get it back. Well, we know they won't destroy it because there's a bunch of shots in the um, in the trailer of Sam throwing it around in the yard, playing Frisbee with it. And so that hasn't happened on screen yet. Hmm. And Bucky's there too. So that's probably, you know final scene or something which is kind of a bummer if they showed the final scene but maybe it's like twister where they just showed a thing that they just made up that's true just to throw people off yeah could be they've definitely done that before i don't know um but enough about that until we get more information loki that loki, loki trailer, trailer looks man, cool that looks so cool and i really hope that it's not one of those things where like we got a great editor to make the trailer <laughs> you know yeah. Because watching Winter Soldier, Falcon and Winter Soldier, I'm like, uh. I really liked Owen Wilson in the trailer because I love the idea that there is somebody in the MCU that operates outside of everyone else in the the TVA. That was the the time variance authority or whatever, time variation. That like, he just doesn't care. (laughs) He's like, and I think to get... Unless you had McConaughey in the role, I think the other only like Hollywood leading man. It's like we need somebody that is just so laissez-faire and just like doesn't really care about what's going on around them. And they're like Owen Wilson, like, yeah, perfect. So I'm I'm kind of stoked just wow. for that interaction with like Loki being as underhanded and serious. He always has the upper hand in his mind, and then he's like, yeah, none of that matters because like I know all that stuff, and so we don't really care. Yeah. And I'm I'm interested to see where that's going to go. Yeah, it's not a person I would have thought that would have been a good MCU. He's such a character as a person, and he's always played himself basically in a lot of movies. Not I don't mean to diminish his work or anything, but you know it's like it's it's him, right? And so it's not like a personality that I would have expected to see in the MCU. But yeah, I'm, I'm with you. It's like I think it's going to be a good counter to Loki's cockiness. Um, I don't know. We'll see. It looks really good. Looks yep. interesting. It looks like it's it's you know in a whole new pocket that we've not seen before, which I think is cool. And that may be one of the things. WandaVision was in a new pocket, 
it's in an entirely different situation within the MCU that we is not connected to anything else. It's not. It was a a little bubble. I mean, literally a bubble. But it was a a bubble that didn't. It wasn't derivative of the other stuff. I don't think. Uh, it didn't Loki, follow the same playbook. Loki looks to be the same kind of thing. It's in a whole different place, a different time, a different bubble, kind of independent, but interacting with the timeline that we know. Falcon and Winter Soldier is like a, just a day in an Avengers movie. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. I wonder if that's part of just the trouble that they have with this is the we, we've already created the world. Now we have to just stick a story in right here and make it work and make it interesting. Whereas these other ones have a little more freedom to be like, oh, yeah, well, we need a way to move through time. Let's yeah, make I that mean, up. And they're we need like to have a whatever space wizards and, and alien gods like you can go outside of the. The, the Jack Ryan type right. hero mission. And because these are characters specifically in the line of, of Captain America Winter Soldier, which was a spy type Jack Ryan movie, they're they're going with it, which is good because it, it would have been strange to take them out of that situation. Yeah. So I think the format for this one is appropriate for the characters, but just like make me care about the characters, good guys, bad guys, whoever they are, just put them in there, put them in there for a reason and... If they're bad, why are they bad? And make me kind of care. Hmm. And I think they're trying to with their Robin Hood kind of mission. So maybe it's I'm just too early with this, which I think we've acknowledged. Um, and then they, the, the idea that they make me want to hate a good guy just because the good guy is not somebody else. Like, hmm. that's powerful. It's effective. But it's kind of mean. And like, so when I saw that guy get death threats, hmm. I went, yeah, I saw that coming, which is horrible. But they're kind of setting that up in in the show. I mean, obviously, there should be a, a clarification between the real world and a show world. But they are right. setting him up as like, like he's just bad whether he's doing good that or not. guy. Yeah. Even though he's the best, even though you could have your support the troop sticker, he is the troopiest of all the troops. But you're going to hate him. <laughs> and I wonder if that's how his agent pitched that show to him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So this is going to pay well, but then everybody's going to want to kill you. Yeah. You want to be a superhero? <laughs> Heck yes, I do. Uh, okay. But like, how? Yeah. <laughs> how important is the superhero-ness to you? Do you want to be in a Marvel movie? That's the question. Check this out. I'm taking a little departure here. So I've got the base for the blacksmith shop. Uh, not done, but I'm in bag two. But this little corner right here has a forge. See the little forge there and the fire? And their sword is laying on. This is I've got. I'm holding it up so you can see it. But this right here, you got the little sword laying over the coals and the fire. And over here are a pair of bellows. And when you push on the bellows, it oh, lights up clever. and it lights the fire up. That is awesome. I like that. A lot. I'm still making the Ghostbusters car, and it has all kinds of cool mechanisms. Um, but I'm in its infant stage right now. But check this out. If you can see the YouTube video, I'm gonna hold this up to my camera. There's a bunch of seats that face all kinds of different ways. Yeah. So like driver's seat, the jump seat, and the jump seat pops out. Ooh. Wow. Oh, that's awesome. So you can go get them ghosts because you're not afraid. That's right. <laughs> cool. Well, we're, in, we're oh, look at that. Just hit the hour as soon as Cha-ching. I looked at the clock. Um, got anything else you want to go over? No, I'm I'm going to give it a chance. I'm going to give it a chance. But if they're screaming curse words again... Like, I, I, don't, I don't know. And that sounds really dumb. As a fan, you shouldn't, you shouldn't care about the thing. But as a parent, 
I'm barely into it. And if you're going to start screaming curse words again for yeah. effect, don't affect me. Very little effect, though, to Build be honest. Build your story. Yeah. Please work on your story. Yep. I'm with you. Um, I mean, I will definitely finish it out just because I want to see how it plays out, whether it's good or bad. I mean, I have finished several shows that are not worth watching <laughs> just to see how they come out. But um, all right. Let us know your thoughts on Twitter or wherever you want to. Uh, if you're part of the Maker Alliance, then you can let us know in Discord. You can have we have mm-hmm. a whole whole uh, channel there about no instructions. You can go there, and if you're not, then you should join the Maker Alliance because it's an awesome group of people. That is kind of our behind the scenes crew. Um, they get access to us on Discord, monthly hangouts, bunch of other stuff, discount codes. Uh, what all do they get? They get. Let's do this, Bob. Okay. Uh, as a member of the Maker Alliance. You have access to all the early videos. So the video that's coming out oh, tomorrow yeah. <laughs> that you have been working your tail off the the yes. first part of that, they already have it. I already sent it out to them. They're watching it, enjoying themselves far earlier than anybody else. They have discount code to all the products. They have a discount code to the Fusion course. They have free plans anytime that we make a new set of plans. If you're at a certain tier, you get those for free. You get access to the Discord server, which is its own amazingly cool like off and running community yeah not just like weird i like to make stuff fanboy type stuff like it's a community of people that grows and has their own interests and their own projects they're making a project right now that they came up with and they have curated in discord themselves as a group that we have nothing to do with you like minecraft we got our own minecraft server that is super fun uh we have monthly hangouts that at a certain tier that what what day is now next week yeah next week Mm. there's the the hangout Jump in now. Yep. Uh, at a certain tier, you get this cool backstage pass, like laminate thing, and a, a big pack of stickers that we send out. Like, there's a lot of good stuff, and we tried to put forth a lot of effort into what are we giving people once they're in that cool club. Like, we don't want to take advantage of somebody just like with a a moniker because a lot of people do that. But like, we want to add value, and I know that the it really is a relationship we have with with everybody who who writes us or contacts us but like it's easier and far more accessible with the maker alliance yeah there's things that we're working on deep behind the scenes <laughs> that we can't talk about but i have asked people in the maker alliance if i can get their help with that stuff so it's it's the not a if we're going for a focus group hmm. that's our focus yep. group yep because they can be honest with us we have a relationship right now where it's not just like, I love everything you do. Keep doing more. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> no, that thing you made is kind of ugly and I don't really like it. And these are the reasons why I, don't I would like, like it. it better this way. And, and I would like say, that, yeah. thank you for your honesty person whose opinion that I've come to trust. Yeah. And they're, they're just awesome. They're fun people. Yeah. It's a great group. So go to, I like to make slash join. If you want to join that, where can people find you on the internet? On Instagram at Josh underscore make stuff. You can find all of us at I like to make stuff on all the stuff, except for Twitter, where there's I like to make stuff with one F because of Twitter rules. Uh, you know how to find us if you want to get in touch with us. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Bye bye.